from an undisclosed location on the west side of Anaheim. Uh, maybe one day we'll reveal our location, but until then, um, we're just going to keep it a secret. One that I hold um, kind of close to my heart, but not really. It's a Saturday evening. Uh, it's weird to be recording this late. Normally I do it... or. I like to do it earlier in the day, but I don't really plan for these kind of things. Uh, this morning, I actually, I woke up super early for a Saturday. It was, uh, UFC had a fight in Singapore, and the main card uh, started at like 5 a.m. So my good old buddy Nate had a bread idea. He invited me over so we could watch the fight and we would plan to get breakfast afterwards. And no joke, I woke up late. I was supposed to be out of um, my place by 4.30, but I didn't wake up to like 4.50, which was um, like not that big of a deal because I was able to make it to Nate's place uh, by like 5.10 because there's literally no traffic and I may or may not have been speeding down all the service streets, um, but made it to the fight, and uh, I think I missed the first fight because I called Nate when I got there, and I think he was in the middle of setting it up, so he missed my first phone call, and I was uh, putting off calling him back because I didn't want to blow him up at 5 in the morning, so I opened up my Marvel Strike Force app and was just trying to get my dailies done and I figured I'd let a little time pass before I called him back. And by the time I called him back, he picked up. And when we got situated, uh, we were in the middle of the second fight. And uh, going in, I, I felt fine because uh, normally I'm used to getting up that early uh, for work. So it just felt like another day to me. But for some reason, during the main event, um, I don't know if it was uh, Leon Edwards um, lack of aggressiveness or maybe it was just uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone being hurt but they weren't really fighting um, an exciting fight so I think in rounds four and five I just hella dozed off and I remember Nate just um, being loud on purpose to wake me up while they were reading the decision so shout outs to Leon Edwards for getting that W over the uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Oh, sorry. I hate drinking into the mic, but I'm really thirsty right now. Um, yeah. So after the fight, Nate uh, decided it would be a good idea for us to take a power nap. It definitely wasn't a power nap. I think I, uh, in the time that we napped, that's about the amount of uh, normal sleep I get in a night, which is really bad. It uh, kind of scares me because 
uh, sleep is really good for you. And the fact that I barely get any sleep to begin with um, feels fine now because I'm trying to maximize um, my time while I'm awake and trying to make the most of everything. But I might have to pay for it uh, towards the tail end of this. But who knows? Maybe I'll um, have to make some adjustments and get a little bit more of sleep than I normally do. But after our, our power nap, we decided to go to my favorite uh, breakfast spot called Cheeky's. And I feel like uh, we got duped because the menu that they have online isn't what they had in person. So I was so set to try out this um, new dish that I've never seen them have before. is this uh, kimchi fried rice with like an egg on it. So I... I didn't want to look at the menu when we got there because I already knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to stray from that. But when we got our menus, Nate started laughing because he knew exactly what I wanted and he had to break the news to me that um, it wasn't on the menu. So I was left to have to look at the menu and struggle to decide if I want lunch or breakfast. And ultimately, I decided on getting their grass-fed burger which was actually really good. What I love about that place is uh, everything is just super fresh, like locally sourced. And that makes a huge difference because uh, I'm not going to lie, I eat a lot of fast food. So when I go to a place like Cheeky's where they care about the quality of ingredients, I, I can actually taste it. And I definitely appreciate that. And I think that's why I love going back to that place. Um, so shout outs to that burger. Um, the menu said that it was supposed to come with pesto fries, um, but I think they forgot to add the pesto, um, but, but it wasn't bad. They just drenched it in like extra virgin olive oil. It was just like super slimy, but still tasted good. Um, but check this out. So, uh, when we got to Palm Springs, um, there was like no parking cause we were like in downtown and Loki got nervous because there was one spot available that was right across from the restaurant and I had to parallel park. And as soon as I realized, I'm like, oh crap, I have to parallel park. I was having flashbacks to earlier in the week when I was hanging out with Garrett, um, I had a parallel park into this super tight spot right in front of Joe's Italian ice. And it was so tight and like, really I felt like it was like expert level parallel parking job I had to have Garrett get out of the car and uh, guide me in so I felt that same pressure today when I was trying to park for breakfast but um, I had a uh, it was like fight or flight because I was on a busy road I had um, like, like a police officer across the road watching me and then I had Nate making his little jokes while I was trying to do it so luckily it only took me like uh, three tries to get it right. And it was really nerve wracking because I was like super close to the car in front of me and behind me, but I got it done. And when we were walking to the restaurant, we noticed there's like this random police officer just parked. He was like parked up like half on the curb. Uh, definitely didn't seem like it was a normal thing. And, uh, we decided to go to a uh, which is right next door to get some drinks while we wait. And while we we're work or while we were waiting, our friend Rachel, um, she just happened to be working and she kind of gave us a heads up. She was like, hey, don't make a big deal. But Michelle Obama is sitting over there in the corner. And I was like, oh, dang, that's like super crazy. 
because that's like the former uh, first lady. So I kind of um, like scope the Birba like lounge area, and I notice like uh, like Michelle, like one of her daughters, and like some friends at a table, and then the table like right next to them is like a table full of guys um, just drinking water, and they all had earpieces. So I was like, okay, those guys are definitely like their secret service or they're um, there to make sure the first or the former first lady doesn't um, get attacked or anything crazy. And uh, it was cool because they're they're there to like protect her. But um, it felt weird because I felt like any sudden movement that I made, they were like, you know, like keeping an eye on me. Like I was some uh, crazed person because I walked up to the, to the counter to order a Shirley temple. Um, it was a suggestion by Rachel. She said that the, the younger kid working, his name was Oliver. Like he was supposed to have made the best Shirley temples in this universe. Um, but as I walked up, he got sent away and some random guy made, made my Shirley temple. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It was probably the best Shirley temple I've ever had. I don't know what he did to it. I like watched him use his like soda water and what looked like grenadine it, he literally like pulled some random red bottle from the cooler behind him and just kind of squeezed uh some red juice into this cup and it tasted amazing the only bad thing about it was uh and he gave me a heads up he warned me that they didn't have any cherries and he asked me if i wanted it still i told him that it wasn't a big deal that he didn't have any cherries because we were like just literally there waiting to be seated for breakfast um, but yeah, literally the whole time I was still tripping out that Michelle Obama was over there because, um, just the secret service that was just lurking, like trying to pretend like they had the table to the right of them, which had like the obvious secret service people. But then there was like this other guy who was just kind of like walking around, um, sitting in different spots of the waiting area, acting like he was just like a normal guy drinking coffee, but, um, his earpiece totally gave him away. But luckily, nothing popped off while we were there. Uh, I was just like picturing um, crazy stuff. But luckily, it was just like Michelle Obama and her friends, uh, like a random like bridal party, uh, me and Nate, and just like other like random people just sitting in and just uh, getting drinks before they had breakfast. Ah, sorry for the silence. Um, no guests today. I've been uh, getting a lot of good feedback um, from uh, last week's episode with Garrett being on. Uh, so thank you guys all for enjoying that episode and giving me all the good feedback. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I actually had a lot of fun with Garrett being on. Uh, definitely um, felt like fun. Definitely the there's obviously the longest podcast uh, we'd ever done or I'd ever done. Uh, but it just made time fly by like super fast. And I, I feel like there was just so many other things that we could have talked about and we could have went like double what we did, but we both had a, um, B places at six. So we had to um, call it early. Uh, but Gary and I have talked since then and we're definitely going to have him back on. Uh, it's probably gonna be like in a couple of weeks cause I wanted to, have him on. I probably shouldn't be telling you guys this, um, but breaking news. 
uh, Garrett and I were avid watchers of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. So after the season finale and uh, season one wraps, I'm going to have uh, Garrett on and we're going to talk about uh, our thoughts on the season, like our favorite parts and what we think they have lined up for season two. So just keep your um, eyes out for that. Garrett will be back. Uh, so should be sometime after uh, Jersey Shore wraps up. Um, but I've been trying to uh, get other people on the podcast. I've had a lot of people tell me that they would be down to do it. I just got to, uh, since I'm doing this all on my own, um, I don't really have a staff of people working um, with me on the podcast. Uh, so I'm basically booking everything and uh, doing everything by myself. So it's a little more challenging. If any of you listeners out there would like to um, help your boy out, uh, get in contact with me and let's figure this out. Uh, I feel like so much has happened since the last time we've been here, um, but that's typical. I probably shouldn't even have to say that. Uh, things always happen um, in the time that we record to the following week. Uh, one of the craziest things to happen uh, was definitely a uh, Big news was um, X getting murdered, and uh, honestly, like part of me didn't want to talk about it just because there's um, so much controversy, and I don't really want to have to defend or argue with anybody about it. But uh, bottom line, uh, somebody young got murdered, uh, good or bad, um, in your eyes. Uh, doesn't matter. It's it's sad. Um, e- either way you look at it, you know that somebody's, um, you know, son, friend, uh, brother, and I don't think anybody deserves to be murdered in cold blood like that. No matter how uh, good or bad they are. So, uh, rest in peace to X. Uh, never got a chance to meet him, but I'll never forget. Uh, listening to look at me for the first time i was like super super into uh his style and i saw that he was uh playing a show at the observatory so i got tickets so tim and i got tickets um and we we're su- like super stoked to see him and i remember i was telling andy because i was still um, working at absolute at the time i'm like yo like you have to come see this guy X. Like he's the next big thing, because uh, uh, after like the drama between him and Drake broke out, he obviously got like insanely more popular. And then uh, while he was on tour, like videos of his shows started like popping up, and kids were just going nuts. So I told Andy, I'm like, "Yo, like you gotta get a ticket. The show's gonna sell out. He's the next big thing. Like let's get in there early." So we can witness this and say that we were there and just enjoy his crazy performance. And Andy was still kind of on the fence. So um, I, I just kind of uh, made the move for him. I, I was able to go on StubHub and get a ticket for face value, even though like I bought Andy's for face value, gave it to him. And after that, like tickets shot up to like a hundred dollars plus, which was crazy. And I told him, I'm like, dude, like, look how crazy this is. I got your ticket for face value yesterday with all this crazy hype. Like it jumped up, like, you know, quadruple the price. 
and it was like the night before the show, all that shit in San Diego popped off, um, where he got KO'd. And, uh, as far as we knew, like leading up to the day, like the show, um, in uh, Orange County at the observatory was still supposed to happen. But I, th- I think it was like the middle of the day, the observatory announced that, um, they, they had to cancel the show just for safety reasons. They don't want, um, anything, um, to happen. So they had to cancel it. Uh, X promised that he would be back. Um, but for some reason, you know, just the way things played out, he never, uh, played a show in Orange County. So it was like a kind of a bummer that I never got to see him. And I, I never went to any of the festivals out here that he went to just because I'm not like a huge fan of festivals. So I'm like bummed that I'll never get to see him. But, uh, that was my little story about X. I was supposed to see him with Andy and Tim, uh, but the show got canceled. So never got to see him live. Uh, like I said, it's a bummer. Um, sucks what happened to him. Uh, and I don't wish that on anybody. So let's just, uh, move on. Um, yeah, kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm trying to uh, find the right way to transition out of this, but uh, so uh, I obviously listened to No Jumper. I'm like into the quote unquote uh, SoundCloud rappers, so I'm pretty in tune with uh, that culture. Um, and it was just uh, just sad, and it affected a lot of people, and it just sucks that. Um, so many people came out and tried to celebrate what happened and even tried like, you know, bringing in uh Takashi six, nine into the um, conversation, which made no sense at all. And it just uh, sucked. Like I, I saw like a lot of people saying a lot of negative shit about it. Um, but it didn't really bother me because like 90% of the people that I saw talking shit, I don't even care about. Um, but when I saw the few people that I do care about, um, try to make a joke of it, um, I just had to have like a real conversation with them. Um, you know, not trying to change the mind about how they feel about him, but just trying to, um, be real about it and just kind of point out that what they're doing wasn't cool. So, um, feel how you feel, uh, do your thing, but just don't be an idiot, you know? Um, it's, uh, it's easy not to be a dick. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move on. Um, really sad. Uh, here we go. (laughs) Trying to move on, but we're still talking about being sad. Uh, it's Saturday. Uh, this is the first time, um, that I'm missing opening day of anything in, uh, Disney's California adventure. It was, uh, not an easy decision to make. Uh, Felix tried to convince me multiple multiple times to um, to go with him, but I'm uh, glad I didn't because I'm here doing the podcast for you guys. Uh, I got to put my priorities in front of a lot of things, and I don't think I could live with myself um, for the next week if I took the week off and put out no content. I'd rather miss out on a day of fun so I can actually continue this consistency and put out an episode for you guys. So I didn't get to experience, uh, the Pixar pier, 
I'm opening day, but I'm going to be there tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I saw like a lot of cool pictures online. I'm definitely looking forward to riding uh, the Incredicoaster. Um, really looking forward to trying out that Poultry Palace place. Um, there's like that new uh, num nom noms or num nums uh, cookie that I got to try out. Oh, and I'm gonna uh, tomorrow. If you see me in the park, um, just let me know that you listen to the podcast, and I'll buy you an Infinity Fizz. So that's the thing tomorrow. Uh, Jamie will be Pixar Pier Infinity Fizz on me. Um, you can quote me. So come find me. Say hi. Let's ride something. It'll be a fantastic time and definitely looking forward to it. Um, always uh, excited for uh, new stuff in the parks. It, it's always amazing how they manage to um, keep the, the magic alive uh, with the limited space that they have. Um, minus uh, Star Wars Land, they had to um, take out their whole back lot for that. But I'm just talking about the, the pier alone. They're giving it like a cool facelift and definitely think a lot of people are um, into it. And they're not even done because they got that that new ride um, opening up in the corner where the Malibu jump, jumper used to be, which is um, which is cool for the kids because it's it's like a from the concept art that got released, it looks like that uh, ride in a Bugs Land, the uh, one where you ride it. Why can't I think of the name of it? I was literally on it like last week. It's the one where you sit in like the food cartons and you just go in a circle. Like it's cool, but then I'm just kind of like, damn, there goes the whole um, rumor for them building that underground bridge right there leading to the third land that we talked about uh, last week. Um, but who knows, maybe they'll build like a sky bridge and they'll go over uh, Disney Way into the third park. It could still happen. The dream's not dead yet. Last Sunday was a very busy night for me. Um, it was kind of cool. Um, I went to Disneyland, which is uh, almost every day of my life, which I'm not mad at because I could do that every day. Um, it's going to happen soon. Just wait. But Sunday night, I was at the program in Fullerton, which was pretty cool. I showed up early because I wanted to check out um, that band Control from Fresno. And I was, uh, so I paid to get in uh, to the skate shop and I was just kind of standing by the vinyl and there was this uh, Asian guy. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I probably should have asked him for his name, but he was uh, tuning a bass. So um, I assumed he was in the band because I don't know what anybody, or at that point, I didn't know what anybody in the band looked like. So I just assumed he was in the band because he was just there tuning his bass. And he was just like, oh, like, who are you here to see, man? And I'm like, oh, like, I'm here to see you guys. And, like, I went on for, like, 20 minutes about how I love the demo. Uh, Shout-outs to Kyle. Cool. Um, I mentioned how Kyle texted me um, and told me how he listened to the demo once they finished it and told me that it was like super sick and I got to um, keep an eye out for it. And I was like asking this guy when their next show was and he was going along with it. Right. Uh, and totally talking to me like everything was normal. 
not once did he mention that he was not in the band because um about like you know 20 minutes of waiting uh the guy um you know put down the bass went outside uh came back in with like a camera and was like standing off to the side and then the actual band members showed up and uh i find out that he's not in the band so i just spent um like the last 20 minutes talking to one of their friends because he was just there helping out um but yeah he he didn't mention that he wasn't in the band i feel like (laughs) at some point he should have been like hey dude like uh i'm not in the band i'm just here helping them set up um but he just went on with it he was like yeah like i don't know when um our next show is and um afterwards i'm like thinking i'm like yeah that motherfucker didn't know when their next show was because he's not in the band um so uh I felt kind of stupid because he knew um, that that we spent the last 20 minutes talking to each other, um, even though he wasn't in the band. Um, So I I just kind of kept that to myself um, because Felix showed up. Shout out to Felix for wanting to come out early and check out this newer band. Um, So I I didn't even mention the Felix because I was like low key embarrassed. Um, But I was so happy that I showed up early because um control check them out i'm pretty sure it's a uh, control ca.bandcamp.com i'll link it in the show notes because they're so sick um they played a super sick set um i was very happy and uh pleased that i got there early and uh i didn't plan on staying for initiate because um the homie um, Andy Weaver hit me up and asked me if I wanted to go to Newfound Glory. He told me that uh, he was going to get me in. And originally I had planned on going with Garrett, but Garrett uh, didn't realize that it fell on Father's Day. So he was down in San Diego. So my plans to go to the show, um, I just kind of canceled them until Andy hit me up. So I I'm hit up Andy. I'm like, yo, like I'm so down. Um, when are they going to go, uh, go on? Um, he told me they're going on like around 10, so I had enough time. So I stayed for initiate, um, had a show support for, uh, Kyle, uh, they're super sick live, but like right after they were done, I had to book it, um, from Fullerton, uh, to the house of blues in Anaheim. And I, I felt really bad that Andy didn't stay, but I was super thankful that he gave me, um, uh, or that he got me in. Uh, I remember like going in, I see my buddy Diego from group chat, shout outs to group chat. You guys are all awesome, but I'm walking in and I recognize him from behind. I'm like, Diego, like what's up? And he's like, Oh, he's like, Hey, I'm waiting for my homie to give me my ticket. Do you think you can go in and grab it for me? Um, his name's Loomis. And I'm like, Oh dude, I know exactly who Loomis is. I'll go grab it for you. So, um, help Diego out. I went in and grabbed his ticket. Um, so he was able to get in like no problem and, uh, went upstairs cause I was, um, in communication with, uh, the homie art, um, who was like super excited to see me. Um, that made me happy because, uh, I was, uh, bummed when I uh, quit absolute merge cause I didn't, uh, you know, want to lose, uh, the friendships that I'd made there. So it was cool that he was excited to see me. Um, so I was stoked to see art, uh, the homie, uh, RJ was there. Like he was super stoked to see me too. I think he was a little tipsy cause he was like way more talkative than he normally is. Um, so super awesome seeing him. 
and I got to see the homie Adelio, uh, who I don't get to see ever. So it was nice seeing him. And uh, Newfound Glory played an amazing set, and it's uh, it, it's rare that I know uh, every word to every song that a band plays. So it was definitely uh, super fun seeing Newfound Glory live. I kind of lost my voice a little bit because I was. Um, trying not to be too much of a fanboy because I literally was singing along to every song and um, everybody was like uh, kind of tapping me on the shoulder. They're like, dude, like, don't cry. Like, don't get too emotional. Like, we know this is your favorite band. And it was just such a good time. And shout outs to that girl um, on this tour. They had a song where they would pick it by spinning this wheel that had a bunch of different song titles on it. And they called up this girl that was wearing a drive through records t-shirt and they asked her, they're like, hey, like, what song do you want to hear off the wheel? And she said she wanted to hear Boy Crazy. And so did everybody else in the audience. So she spun the wheel. It landed on Boy Crazy. And, like, the entire um, House of Blues, like, erupted. It just went so crazy because everybody was so stoked that we got to hear this super old song. And it was so cool. Like, for it being old and not hearing it um, in such a long time, like, it sounded perfect live. And... I had literally, seriously, it was like the best set. And I don't know if it was fun because like we were at this, um, we had like uh, like a vantage point. So we got to um, see the set list because obviously they had it taped to the floor of the stage. So from where we were standing upstairs, like we could read the set list perfect. So I knew um, every song before they played it. And I got to um, prepare mentally for the ones that I was more excited for. And um, they went, when they played Dress to Kill, I just like lost my shit. I, it was the only song I pulled my phone out to actually record um, more than just for um, my Instagram story. Because that song is super awesome. And then uh, when they played Hit or Miss, I was um, lifting my shirt up to show off my tattoo. Because I have that uh, on my stomach. If you didn't know that. But yeah, so Sunday night, I got to go to a local hardcore show, saw Control and Initiate, shout out to them. And then I got to drive across town to see one of the best pop punk bands ever, Newfound Glory. And I can't wait um, for them to come back out on tour. Not going to lie, I wasn't a huge fan of the tour package. Um, so yeah, Newfound Glory. Um, next tour, let's come out with some more poppy bands, but that's just, that's just my opinion. Um, I had a lot of friends that had an, a good time for the whole show. So good for them. Great tour. Thank you for coming to orange County. Um, I always get a little confused when, uh, bands are on tour and they hit LA San Diego, but they don't do orange County, uh, cause it's in between. So you definitely have to drive through it to get to the next city. If you're doing LA and San Diego, but I'm sure there's like some like logistical stuff behind the scenes that um, are getting in the way. So um, maybe I'll just have to stay in my lane and not uh, be too down on the bands that don't want to tour through Orange County. Even though we have um, amazing venues, we could set you up at the program, the chain reaction, the observatory. Um, there's that new place and uh, it's like Newport slash Tustin. Uh, I forget the name of it. Something like Tavern Place. Um, we can get you up on the beach, uh, wherever you guys want. 
we can get you in a parking lot. There's plenty of places to play in Orange County. So um, to all the bands that skip Orange County, can we not do that anymore? Can we do more dates in Southern California? Just include Orange County. I would appreciate that so much. Um, yeah, tell your um, your booking agency that you want Orange County um, on the tour. I don't plan this, and I'm being sincere when I say this, but somehow the conversation always finds its way back to Disney in some sort of fashion. I want to talk about Disney um, making that uh, $70 billion bid to win the deal with Fox. They outbidded um, Comcast, which I'm super stoked about. Um, I can't even like think about how much they were willing to spend um, to get those properties back. Cause I think that's like the main reason why they wanted to have that buyout. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but they now have uh, the X-Men back and fantastic four. And a lot of people um, are like way more excited that um, they're getting the X-Men over fantastic four. Uh, and I get that because Fantastic Four has never had a good movie. Uh, they've kind of been um, in the dark for the past couple of years. Um, they're just now reemerging in the comic books. And um, a lot of people, when it comes to the MCU comic book movies, um, they like to follow the trends and not really um, pay attention to why this is so cool that we have the Fantastic Four back. Um, not only, um, are we going to see a fantastic four movie done by Marvel studios? It's going to be the first time we ever have a good fantastic four movie. Uh, not going to lie. I was happy with the casting in the last one. I'm a huge Michael B. Jordan fan. I love miles Teller. Um, so I wasn't mad at it at all. I was just mad that the, um, director had to get kicked out of the editing room and they had their problems so we couldn't see um, his cut of the film um, so it's always going to linger in my brain that what we saw wasn't uh, what it was supposed to be uh, but honestly I don't think the last one was terrible but it definitely wasn't anything that I would um, urge you to go see um, I watched it because I'm a fan uh, I've always been a fan since uh, I think it was like the fourth grade um, before school, I would shower and get ready. And I'd always have this half hour block of time before my grandmother had to walk me and my sister um, to the bus stop, uh, had this um, half hour block of time. And they would either show um, this Iron Man cartoon or Fantastic Four cartoon. And I was happy with either of those. Uh, I definitely made my mornings. Um, I don't even know what uh, drew me to those cartoons, but I was just a fan of them growing up. Um, so I've always liked Fantastic Four. I'm hoping once uh, the dust settles and like all the papers are signed, uh, we can get to work on a Fantastic Four Marvel Studios film. Uh, but even more excited, obviously, because uh, X-Men is probably my favorite team ever. Um, I think Disney... Uh, should re definitely reboot the X-Men because um, things are so 
I, I wouldn't say so messed up. I was about to say so messed up. Things are messed up. Uh, they had to, you know, do Days of Future Past to correct some things. And I was okay with that. Um, I definitely like the castings that they have for the younger versions of themselves. I think um, they did an amazing job. But the last X-Men film, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, it was just so weak. Um, uh, like leading up to the film, I remember um, being so excited to finally have Psylocke in the X-Men universe. And when I watched the movie, uh, she was just like the biggest waste of a character like her and Jubilee. Um, so I just want Marvel or Marvel studios to do, um, how they've done with all the other films that they put out. Just amazing. So, um, super stoked that, um, I, I hope obviously, uh, you know, tomorrow's not promised, blah, blah, blah. Um, I hope I'm able to live out and see a true X-Men film done by Marvel Studios. That's something that has me really excited. Um, but I'm just kind of curious because obviously, um, like Hugh Jackman, I think he's the perfect Wolverine. So I don't know who's out there that they could cast as a new Wolverine. I definitely want to see somebody come back. Um, is uh, Scott Summers. Uh, but I'm not sure like what storyline I'd want to see out of the X-Men um, because if they do reboot it, that um, resets everything um, that's including uh, like all the stuff that happened with like, um, like in like with Logan um, that even affects Deadpool, which is the one property that I think Disney shouldn't touch because it's like the only one that I think that Fox has done right. Um, and I'm not even a Deadpool fan. I hate Deadpool. I won't read Deadpool. The only time I've ever enjoyed Deadpool was uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe 1 and 2 and um, Rick Remeter's run of Uncanny X-Force. The only times I've ever liked Deadpool. Um, other than that, I think he's trash. Um, and I understand he's really popular. Um, just not really into uh, his character. And, um, but saying that, like, I hate the character, um, but his movie, I can't deny that it was, um, a great comic book film. So I would not want Disney to mess with that at all. But if they reboot the X-Men, that has to get wiped too. Um, so maybe what they could do is have a Deadpool be a trilogy, do one more Deadpool film, um, and then cancel it, reboot everything, and then we can start with the X-Men fresh, and then maybe somehow in the future work him back into the universe, which would be really hard just because he's like, you know, R-rated, and the jokes that he says, you know, in his movies and the kind of um, action with like heads getting chopped off, like I don't think that's going to fly with Disney, so I don't know if there's a way that he could exist um, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I don't think that they would want to get r rid of him outright just because he's so popular and um, that franchise has made a ton of money. Um, but we'll have to see what Disney wants to do now that they won out this Fox deal. What I'm hoping for, like my ultimate dream, uh, but I don't know if it'll happen because so many things have to fall into place, but somehow... Um, like how they build up to Civil War, um, Captain America Civil War. Uh, great movie, 
but they definitely did not do the um, actual Civil War story any justice. I feel like how they're doing um, the Avengers Infinity War, how it's a two-parter, that's how they should have done Civil War. That would have made way more sense. They could have had way more um, superheroes, um, but obviously they didn't have access to everybody because of all these um, uh, characters who are, her rights are owned by like other companies. But I feel like it'd be easier now that the only universe out there that they don't own is um, Sony, but they have like a good working relationship. You know, they have the crossovers with Spider-Man and Iron Man, but the only other one out there is uh, Universal. They got to uh, kind of figure that one out. But my ultimate dream, getting back to that, is uh, comic book movies don't die. Um, they stay just as popular as ever. But um, with Marvel Studios owning all these rights to these other characters now, they can uh, properly build up to um, an Avengers versus X-Men story. That would be hands down way cooler than um, Infinity War, cooler than the cheap Civil War that we got. So like Marvel um, hit my line. Um, we'll set the stage and uh, we can get the ball rolling on this because that storyline Avengers vs. X-Men so intense. If you have not read Avengers vs. X-Men, pause my podcast or throw me on your headphones, hop in your car, go to your local comic book shop or mycomicbookshop.com um, and order the, the trade or if you're feeling um, froggy, order the issues Avengers vs. X-Men and read it. Just just read it in one sitting. You'll have your mind blown. And when you finish that story and you sit back and you think about the possibilities of them doing that in the cinematic form and you think about how crazy and over the top these movies are right now and when you would pit those two teams against each other, it's just it just has me just like so excited just to think that that's an actual possibility now it's um you know we're getting towards the tail end of 2018 this deal is finally going through and the reality of having an avengers vs x-men film is that much more real and i know it's a little far-fetched it's, it's out there because obviously so many things have to fall into place because all these old contracts from these older actors um, who are playing these important roles are coming to an end um they're gonna have to recast and obviously I, I don't even know who they could cast to replace um robert downey jr as tony stark because in my eyes i think that's the most perfect um, person to play that role I, don't, I can't even picture anybody else um, out there who could do a better job or even the um, same job as robert downey jr uh uh, Captain America, Chris Evans, great job. He fits the role. I don't mind him at all. Um, and obviously, I'm used to seeing him as uh, Captain America because he's been that character for so long. Same thing with uh, Chris Helmsworth as Thor. I think that's that was a really good casting because he actually looks like Thor. Um, but who knows? There's so many other things that they could do. There's so many different storylines that they could um, tap into. Uh, like I would love to see... Uh, Mighty Thor, uh, bring out Jane Foster, uh, 
but I don't know if the world's ready for a female Thor in the um, MCU just yet. Um, but that's my dream uh, is to live, to see uh, a true X-Men film done by Marvel studios. And then it eventually lead into the ultimate comic book movie ever. Avengers versus X-Men. Ah, God, I can't stop thinking about it. It's going to be um, amazing if that ever happens, but I'm uh, still kind of young. So there's um, a lot of time left for me on this earth and maybe I can see it, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully I'm, I'm not let down um, or hopefully I'm not on like my deathbed and they release the trailer because um, if they did, we're going to have to call um, uh, somebody and just have me live just that much longer just so I can make it happen because I wouldn't want to have to come back as a ghost to watch it. I don't want to have to haunt some movie theater just to watch the one movie that I would like to see before I go, um, wherever I go, I don't even know where I'm going, but wherever I may end up. Um, okay. Uh, this is going to be a nice transition and we're not talking about going, but, uh, we're on the subject of movies. Um, I was talking to, uh, Johnny wonders, shout out to Johnny wonders. Um, he had this complaint about how he, uh, prefers, um, special effects, um, over CGI and we're going back and forth. I talking about, um, the pros and cons of both. Um, and we kind of agreed that, um, a movie like a, like a kind of like a hybrid, like one that had, um, special effects and CGI is like a good common ground. Um, but then I had to hit him uh, with this. I told him, I'm like, you know what genre doesn't need CGI and is better than Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Um, I, I had to drop some knowledge on him. I had to let him know that the romantic comedy genre, um, they don't need special effects. They don't need CGI um, because they have great stories and that's all they need um, to make me happy. I don't know why. I'm such a sucker for romantic comedies. I feel like um, Mindy from the Mindy Project sometimes. Um, maybe it's because I'm just longing for this um, true love that's supposed to be out there. I I like want to believe in love, um, but sometimes I get down on myself and uh, I question if it really does exist. Because the one time that I thought I was in love. Um, when the relationship ended, you know, I thought we could patch things back up because, you know, uh, true love, uh, conquers all. Um, but one night I watched the movie, the vow, and I realized that what, um, Channing Tatum did in that movie for Rachel McAdams, um, I would not have done that for my ex-girlfriend. So, um, therefore I couldn't get back with her because, I didn't love her. Um, and that was, uh, me watching the vow, putting things into perspective. Um, so since then I've just been focusing on myself. Um, but you know, I'll enjoy a good love story every now and then I can't turn down a love story. Um, what was it two weeks ago? I went on like a 30 minute rant about Ibiza. Um, so tonight, um, the movie club got together Normally, um, actually not normally, nor, uh, this is the first time ever that we didn't do a Disney movie. Um, 
for some reason, this new, uh, I think we can categorize it as a romantic comedy. It's called uh, Midnight Sun uh, came out. Um, I don't, I can't remember the guy's name who started in it, but I remember the other girl, Bella Thorne, just because she was in a, a Logan Paul music video that I watched a long time ago. Uh, so let's talk about Midnight Sun. Why did I think this movie was going to be a romantic comedy? Um, for some reason going in, I just assumed it was. Um, but I was left uh, waiting for the comedic elements of the film because there really wasn't any. Uh, it was basically um, like a romantic drama. And I wasn't ready for it. Uh, obviously, um, there's going to be tons of spoilers. So if you have any um, urge to watch Midnight Sun and you don't want any spoilers, um, here's your warning now. Um, just skip to the end of the podcast. Uh, to be honest, the movie was, wasn't that good. <laughs> I probably wouldn't watch it again by choice. Um, but if somebody was really wanting to watch it, I would sit down and watch it with them because it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't um, the best. I wouldn't put it in my uh, top 10 best romantic films ever, but it was it was OK. Um, basically, the movie's about this girl um, that has this disease. Uh, they call it XP for short. I honestly can't remember the. The full name of it right now but basically uh, she can't be in the sun because um if she's in the sun um it'll trigger this uh cancer in her body that'll start to deteriorate um her entire body it's a really rare disease so basically uh she uh well her, her days are uh, she sleeps during the day and wakes up at night and just does everything when the um, sun is down so she has to uh, be homeschooled. She's basically the, the, the movie. Um, it took a quick little montage of her from like being young. And then the movie actually starts like the day she graduates high school. And she gets a gift from her dad. Uh, it's a, her. It's her mom's acoustic guitar. And uh, she has this thing where she goes to the train station and plays for all the strangers that get off the the Amtrak and uh, the first night she's out there with her mom's guitar, she's playing and it just so happens uh, she's playing so loud um, that her crush who's um, walking by the train station can hear her. And he's uh, just so curious as to who's singing at the train station at night. So he goes over and wants to see who it is. And then they meet for the first time and she gets like super nervous and like uh, grabs her stuff and just leaves uh but it just so happens she forgets her notebook with all of her lyrics in it so obviously um her crush picks it up and that's how they're linked so he's at the train station uh waiting for her to come back so he can give her her notebook um but uh she sends What's her name? Her name is Katie. Katie sends her best friend to go um, pick up the notebook from uh, her crush. His name's Charlie. And Charlie was like, oh, my God, like, why can't like or why don't you tell me who she is so I can give it to her? And her best friend 
is like super down because her best friend wanted her to go out with Charlie and was super bummed that she just kind of grabbed her stuff and ran away. So she actually set up Katie. She said uh, she told Katie that um, Charlie left a notebook with the um, guy who sells tickets, which is really weird. And I, I don't see why Katie wouldn't have been suspicious because if Charlie left her notebook with the guy selling tickets, why couldn't she have just picked it up and brought it back to Katie? Um, well, Katie decides to go there um, when the sun goes down and sure enough, she's set up by her best friend and Charlie because the train station is actually closed and Charlie's there waiting with her notebook. So it kind of forces her into the situation where she actually has to um, actually talk to Charlie and uh, introduce herself and that's basically the start of their relationship. Uh, Charlie's just uh, really curious as to who she is because um, they obviously live in this uh, small town in the Pacific Northwest. And he's surprised that he doesn't know who she is because he knows everybody from his high school because he's like super popular. And uh, she just explains to him that she was homeschooled. And then they eventually start to hang out more and more. And then they're like super into each other and Charlie doesn't know about her disease. Katie uh, keeps putting off uh, telling him about it. And her dad's just like, yo fam, you gotta let him know because it's not fair for you to hide this from him because it's a big part of your life. And she's like, dad, like I, I'm going to tell him, I just don't want him to look at me as just some disease because I'm more than that. And he's like, okay, just, tell him soon just don't you know hide it from him and sure enough she doesn't tell him until it's too late she she puts it off for so long um he ends up taking her on like the most like romantic first date ever because they've just been like hanging out doing like little stuff here and there nothing like like an official date so he plans out like this like whole night and the first part of it, they actually go on the train and that clicks in my mind. I'm okay. Wait, they're going on a train. Like they're not going to make it back in home or make it back home in time before the sun comes up. So I'm like, okay, this is not going to be good for Katie. So they're on the train and they're eating Chinese food. Somehow he smuggled um, Chinese food in his backpack onto the train. It's supposed to be like a thing you do, which I've never heard of. Cause I've never done that. I've been on a train I think I've been on a train once and I didn't smuggle any Chinese food. Um, so I got to try that next time. But uh, so th they ride the train into Seattle. They go to a venue. I don't know how um, Charlie has all these connects in the big city, but um, he gets uh, guest listed into the show. I don't even know who the band is. Um, I don't even know if it's a, a real band, but it was just some poppy band playing he was like, oh, my God, here's your uh, first live concert. And she was like super excited, like, I love live music. And after the show, he convinced her to play his, uh, her acoustic guitar in like this amphitheater for a bunch of strangers. And at first she was like really shy. And then she kind of like started building an audience. And like the more people that showed up, the more confident she got. And uh, somehow she uh, was like super into it which was weird because I, if I was in the situation, I, uh, I probably wouldn't have wanted to do it, but that actually kind of reminds me of the time 
at uh, the absolute Christmas party um, that I talked about in an older episode where uh, somebody signed me up uh, to do Frozen, um, Let It Go uh, on the karaoke stage. And normally I would have just like walked away, but I just wanted to um, go up and show them that your boy is not afraid. And luckily when they did that, um, it was right after I started doing this podcast. So I was like used to hearing my voice. So I was comfortable on the stage. I've been in bands before, so it wasn't anything new to me. So I guess I can understand how she felt when he just handed her her acoustic guitar and had her play with, with all those strangers. Um, but after that, they, uh, where did they, I think they rode the train back, but they, I thought that that'd be the end of the date, but they didn't go home. They went to some lake and she convinced Charlie to swim. And then that's, uh, that was pretty much their downfall because when they went swimming, Katie didn't take off her watch. Um, so they were like laying by like a bonfire that they randomly made by the lake and, uh, Charlie mentioned, he's like, oh, like, are you stoked? Because you finally get to see this beautiful sunrise. And she flips out. She's like, oh, my God, like, what time is it? And she like, looks at her watch and she's like, what time is it? And he pulls out his phone and was like, oh, it's 4.50. And she's like, oh, my God, I got to get home. So she just starts running She's and like putting on her clothes at the same time. And Charlie has no idea. He's like, Katie, why are you freaking out? Like, you're scaring me. Like, tell me what's going on. And she's like, I just got to get home, blah, blah, blah. And she checks, like, her phone. She has, like, a million missed calls from her dad and a bunch of texts um, that she missed. And uh, she barely um, makes it home. She's, like, running up her porch. And then she gets hit with a little bit of sunlight. And Charlie's, like, banging on the door, like, Katie, let me in. Like, what's going on? And uh, Katie's dad and her best friend like show up and they're like, where's Katie? And um, they're like, or Charlie tells them, oh, like she just made it inside. And uh, he was like freaking out. He's like, what's going on? And her best friend, she had to tell him, she was like, yo, uh, Katie's sick. Like she has XP and still nobody explained it to Charlie. Um, he had to literally go home and Google XP to figure out what it was. Um, and Katie was like crying because she uh, was like super stressed. And then she had to go to the doctors. And it turns out that that little um, bit of sun that hit her actually activated the cancer in her body. So now she's um, going to die like for sure, for sure. Cause there was no cure. There was some uh, university in the film that was supposed to have been doing a study on how to maybe cure it, but they canceled the, the study because they didn't have enough funding. Um, but Charlie comes back and says he, he doesn't care that she's dying and that he wants to have the best summer with her ever. And you're just kind of like, okay, that's so like romantic. But at the same time, it's like kind of lame because you know that in the end, uh, Katie's going to be gone. And there was one part that was uh, like, I feel like was supposed to be like a bigger reveal. Um, so Charlie was like a star swimmer, uh, but he hurt his shoulder. So he lost his scholarship. Um, but little did he know 
uh, Katie was like super supportive and she had contacted Berkeley's coach for him behind his back. And somehow she was able to get him a spot back on the team and his scholarship back. Um, that's like revealed like to, like at the very end of the movie. And uh, I didn't feel like it had as big of an impact as it should have. And also um, one of the last things Charlie did for Katie before she died um, is he took her to a recording studio and had her record uh, the song that she wrote for Charlie. And uh, they did that. And I guess Charlie uploaded it on YouTube and uh, somehow it became viral. So even though Katie died, um, her song about Charlie was um, on the radio. I didn't know that they did that. I didn't know the radio played YouTube songs. Um, but it had over uh, 2 million streams, which is a lot. So I'm not sure if Charlie or Katie's dad um, was seeing all that ad revenue, but somebody was making a decent amount of money from it. But overall, uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was kind of uh, kind of sad, um, just uh, looking at the story overall. But um, it's a movie, so I'll get over it. But I think um, Bella Thorne did a good job, and the main guy did a good job. What the hell's his name? Uh, it's you know, looking at the um, uh, the credits. The main actor, his name is uh, Patrick um, Schwarzenegger, and I did a little bit of research, and I found out that that's actually um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, oldest son, um, and he actually did a good job. I enjoyed his acting. I wouldn't mind seeing him in uh, some other films. But yeah, that was my uh, quick uh, rundown spoiler of uh, Midnight Sun. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay, not gonna lie, um, your boy uh, fell asleep after a movie club last night, so that's why um, the podcast is getting posted uh, posted today, because I didn't um, have time to do it last night because I passed out, and um, today's going to be an interesting day. I'm finishing up uh, the last touches on the podcast and then I got to get ready because it's going to be my first day at the Pixar Pier. Uh, hope to see all of you there. Uh, let's ride the Incredicoaster. Let's take cool pictures. It's going to be a good Sunday. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. Um, thank you so much for listening. I know it was a little bit of a downer episode with all this talk about death. Um, but that's part of life. We can't ignore it. So let's um, enjoy um, each other uh, as much as we can. Let's not take things for granted. And I will see you guys next week on the Jamie RK podcast. Always on top. Breathe in, leave it all behind. I just want to see the light.